Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. Let's turn to the Word of the Lord this morning, shall we? Praise God. It's so good to to be back and to see everyone here. I would like to read from Psalms. I'm reading chapter 113, verses 1 through 3. We have been talking about this subject since the beginning of the year, the power of praise and what praise can do to transform your life. And I want to hit it one more time. I don't know if we'll be hitting praise every service, at least preaching on it every service. We ought to be praising every service. We ought to be praising every day. And you say amen. But uh, we, have, we have designated this year to be a year of praise and to develop an atmosphere of praise where the Spirit of the Lord can inhabit and work the miraculous in our midst. Psalm 113, verses 1 through 3, the Bible says, Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. That's why we are still praising Him, because it is to be forevermore. And we are in that forevermore, and so we will from this time forth and forevermore, we will bless the name of the Lord. And then chapter, uh, verse number three says, from the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. Let me just emphasize that that does not mean from dawn to dusk. Because the truth is, the sun never sets. The world revolves, the sun is sitting there, and while it's going down to us, it's going up to somebody else. So the sun is always shining somewhere, and so the name of the Lord should be be being praised at all times. Once the sun goes down, what's it setting this time of year? About 6.30 gets dark? That doesn't mean our praise gets dark. Can you say Amen. All right, I'm going to talk to you today about this subject that I have simply entitled, Praise the Lord Now and Forever. Praise the Lord Now and Forever. Incidentally, before I go any further, let me welcome Sister Elena Burke, who has become a new member of Maranatha. She's coming on. Gosh, here, come on up. I didn't, I didn't want you to have to come up and embarrass you, but God, God bless you. We're so glad. Sister Elena Burke, a new member here at Maranatha. Amen. And if you've, never, if you've never met somebody with a sweet spirit, make sure you meet her. This girl's got a sweet spirit. Wonderful girl. I liked Elena since the moment I met her. You know, you could just meet some people, you just like them, like all of you. Her too. Good cover. Praise God. And like the first lady, I liked her the day I met her. We clicked. Uh, Let me just, before I start preaching here today, remind you that this Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock, I'm going to be finishing my series on the gifts of the Spirit. It was a four-part series. This will be the fourth part. That's been going on Wednesday night online on our YouTube page or our Facebook page. Uh, All of the previous lessons are still there on our YouTube page or our Facebook page. And in case you don't know how to find our YouTube page or our Facebook page, you can just simply go to our webpage. 
mmchurch.com. It's as simple as that. MM, there are not the ministries. mmchurch.com, and you'll see the links right there for our YouTube or Facebook. Click on that, and you'll be able to watch any of the previous three parts that I've done so far on the gifts of the Spirit. Part four is coming up this Wednesday evening. Amen? Let me preach to you now. The Bible is filled with examples of praise. And when praise was released, the power of God was also released. At the, at the result of praise, there were life-changing miracles that took place. The enemies were halted and defeated. Hearts were changed and draw, drew closer to him. And it was all the result of not picking up weapons of warfare. It was the result of picking up musical instruments, hand clapping, shouting unto the Lord, exactly what we experienced in this place today. I dare say chains have been broken. Lives have already been changed just by the power of praise that took place during this service while we worshiped in our worship service. And I don't know where you are today, I don't know how close you are to God or how far away you are from God, but I want you to know this, every single one of us needs to have our hearts changed. Every one of us needs to be drawn closer to God, and every one of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and it is praise that brings us back into His presence. I am not downplaying the need for repentance. I'm not downplaying the need for baptism in Jesus' name. And I am not downplaying the need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But I am not, certainly not going to downplay the need to create a habitation of praise because if there is somebody that does not know Him and needs to know Him, they will find Him when a group of people get together and lift Him up and make him the center and the focal point of our reason for being here. There are many things that praising God will do for you. Many things. And I don't have time to talk about every one of them, but I do want to talk about a few key points of what praising God will do. And if you've missed our services and our sermons in the past several weeks, Go back and listen to them to learn what the Bible calls praise, why we clap our hands, why we lift our hands, why we worship God. I see some new people here today, so I'll just throw this out real quick. All of these are expressions of praise that naturally and normally come to us. When a baby takes its first steps, a parent will jump up and throw their hands in the air. When a rock musician plays his songs for the rock musician lover, they will jump up and put their hands in the air because they're being moved by the music. My my friend, I don't want anything to move me like Jesus can move me. And that's why when I enter into his presence, I will lift my hands. If I'm going to lift my hands for anything, I'm going to lift them for Jesus. If I'm going to clap my hands for anything, I'm going to clap them for Jesus. If I'm going to shout for anything, I'm going to shout for Jesus. Praise God. The first thing worshiping God and praising Him will do for you is it will cause God to fight for you and not against you. And yes, the Lord is against some people. Why? Not because He's against them, but because He's against what they've aligned themselves with. Understand what I'm saying? 
You align yourself with something God is against, he must then be against you also. And that's why I'm going to look in the scriptures. I'm going to find out what this God likes, how he is, what he'll bless, and I'm going to align myself with that. So when the blessing of the Lord gets outpoured upon the things that God loves, it'll include me because I'm right there with the things God loves. That's how it works. Listen to this. Listen to this. Bible says, as they began to sing and to praise. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22. It's not that the Lord works against us. It's just that he can't work for us until we align ourselves with him. 2 Chronicles 20, 22 says, they began to sing and praise. Now, you've heard me say this many times. When you come to church... I don't care if it's in church or at home. It's easier to do it at home because there's nobody giving you dirty looks because you can't sing. I can sit in my office and sing to my heart's content. And nobody looks funny at me thinking, man, you are a terrible singer. We get in church and we worry about it. Don't you worry about it. I have said many, many times, if you sing that bad, people can go find another seat if it bothers them. But I am not going to shut down my praise for Almighty God because you don't like it. I will shout all the louder because I want to please the Savior. All right, how do I get off on that? Let me get back to my notes here. They began to sing and praise. If you wonder why we start our services with singing and praising, it is because this is one of the reasons. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah. I want to ask you this morning, what's invading your life? What trouble is coming into your heart? What's invading your mind? What's tormenting your thinking? What's trying to depress and discourage you? I'm telling you, the Bible says when they begin to sing and praise, the Lord sent an ambush against those things that were trying to invade Judah. Praise is your way out of trouble. Number two, praise will protect you. The Bible says, let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for you. Let them ever sing for you. And then it says this, spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. That's Psalm 511. They love your name and they rejoice in you. One of the things I want visitors to feel when they walk in this place is that we are a people rejoicing. Rejoicing over what? I've had a bad week. I just got off, I just got off a bunch of flights back and forth. You know what, going through airport, although the Lord blessed us. I, I find it hard to complain about our flights. I got boarding passes on my phone. I got TSA pre-approval. Lines were backed up a mile long. I walked right through. I had eye contact with nobody in those lines. Because, <laughs> as you know, they don't like, well, how come he gets to go right through? Because I put the work in. Oh, there's another message. Why is he so blessed? Because he put the work in. <laughs> He's been on his knees praying. He's been in church worshiping. He's been reading the word. That's why the blessing of the Lord is upon him. That He put the work in. My friend, put the work in and get the blessings of the Lord. Amen. 
Praising will refresh and renew your spirit. When the trials of this life have you worn and weary and worn out, singing the blessings and the praisings of God will revive you and fill your heart with joy. Bible says in Psalm 28 verse 7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him and He helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with song I will praise Him. I challenge you next time you're down, discouraged, and depressed, pull out a song that praises God and start singing it. If it's something as simple as, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him when the sun goes down. Oh, yes, I praise Him. I praise Him. I praise Him in the morning. You get the gist. You can't sing that and not feel better when you're done. Can you say amen? It'll refresh you and renew you. It'll make your troubles seem smaller than what they look like without praise. Sometimes our problems overwhelm us, and we don't know how we're going to make it through. And it can be anything. You fill in the blank of what is overwhelming to you sometimes, and how much you think, I don't know how I'm going to make it. When life is ha- it gets hard, it is so easy to focus on what is wrong. It is so easy to have our attention drawn to what's troubling us and what's, what's going wrong in life. Uh, but when you turn your heart away from that and start praising the Lord, you will be lifted up. You will be encouraged. You will feel like you can take another step and make it through another day. There's something about praising God that lifts your spirit to new heights so you can keep going on. And every time I put these points in, songs kept coming to my my mind. And the song that came to my mind when I was putting this was, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. What are you focused on? What have you allowed to pull your attention off of Jesus and onto? Lift it off of that. Put it back on Jesus. And see if your spirit doesn't get lifted. Set your mind on things above, the Bible says not on the things of this earth. Colossians 3.2, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Praise also makes the miraculous possible. It makes the supernatural natural. You know the story of Paul and Silas, right? Trying to live for God, trying to serve God. How many have ever tried to live for God and things went wrong? (laughs) How many have ever prayed for something? The more you prayed, the worse it got. Am I talking to anybody? I thought you're supposed to deliver me. I started praying about this, it got worse. <clears throat> That's how it was for Paul and Silas. They were out doing God's bidding, preaching the gospel, winning souls, starting churches. And where did it get them? In jail. Locked up, in prison, shackles on their hands and feet. 
And I can imagine Paul right now looking at Silas and saying, I don't get it, Silas. We tried our best. We did everything we could do. We, we preached. We preached the truth. We sang songs. We, 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 gave, our, we gave our time. We gave our talents. We, we sacrificed. And here we are in jail. Ah, <laughs> that's not what the Bible says Paul did. Paul thought to himself, I have served God. I have started churches, I have preached the truth, I have saved others, and now I'm in jail. What should I do now? He said, hey, Silas, let's start singing some praises to the Lord. They, they shackled my hands so I can't clap them, and they shackled my feet so I can't dance in the spirit, but they have not muzzled my mouth. So I am going to start singing the songs of Zion. And when he started singing, the shackles fell off his hands and off his feet, and the prison doors opened. And I'm here to tell you today, no matter how dark your dungeon is, praise is your way out. The next time you find your mouth starting to complain, pull those words out and fill it with praise unto the Lord your God and see if it doesn't make a difference. Hallelujah. When you're troubled and surrounded by battles and problems, fight back with praise. Praise God. Let me try to wrap this up. We are living in a world in un, with un, we are living at an unprecedented time in history. Some people have called it the, the selfie moment of time. Everything's about a selfie. You got your Facebook minute, you got your Instagram post, you got your TikTok, you even got YouTube Shorts now. If you don't know what YouTube Shorts are? Figure it out because I'm not going to explain it in this sermon. All right, they're short videos, 60 seconds or so. Because <laughs> watching a five-minute YouTube video is too long now. We have the selfie moment. And what the selfie moment really does is it takes people to create a fake reality, throw it up on, on uh, social media, and make the rest of us think that your whole life is like that. Because I have yet to see anybody put up a post that says, this day has been a day from hell. This went wrong, that went wrong, this and that and this and that all went wrong. My life is in shambles. I haven't seen any posts like that. I see posts of people that look beautiful. Everything is going well. They only tell you about the blessings that come into their life. They're not telling you about the harm and the pain and the hardship. All you see is everybody else's blessings, and it makes you feel like, how come I got left out? That's the world we're living in right now. Several years ago, back when my kids were teenagers, back then we didn't have social media. Can you believe I lived at a time when Facebook did not exist? How many of you can believe that? Look at these young kids. They're looking at me like, what? You're that old? For, for some of you, Facebook is, you were born with, you don't even know what life without Facebook's like. I know what life without the internet is like. <laughs> yeah, I remember my first computer, all it could do was word processing. 
That was cutting edge, my friend. I could write letters to the whole church and just have it put a, put a code in there for the names. It would automatically put names in for me. That was miraculous when I got introduced to computers. Where was I going with this? I don't even know. <laughs> Selfies. Oh, that's right. I wrote a letter. These days I'd put it up on Facebook, but I wrote a... Did you ever get those Christmas letters? of everybody telling about all the blessings that they had this power. Oh, this happened, and my kids came home, and so-and-so got a great new job, and they, I got a new car, and God's just been good to us. Did you ever get those letters? I put one together, and every word in it was true. And I did not send it. It's probably good I didn't. Because I, put, I, th- I thought, yeah, I just got to tell how life really is. And I wrote this whole letter out. I actually tried to find it, see if it was still on my computer. It might have been from before computer days. I tried to find it to see if I could read it to you. <laughs> But in that letter, I wrote, my life this past year, my car broke down, the other one was repossessed, my teenagers, we had to throw one of them out, I, the whole, it was a two-page letter of everything that was wrong this, just in this past year. And fortunately, I tucked it away and did not send it, because I don't know how people would have taken that. But you know, that's sometimes how life really is, isn't it? Sometimes it's not, the, it's not the Instagram minute of a blessing. It's not the Facebook minute of some great thing that happened. Oh, look at God bless them. What about me? How come I didn't get blessed? Quit worrying about who God is blessing. In fact, when you see God blessing somebody, thank Him. Thank Him. Because they must have had to have needed it. Because God doesn't give you what you don't need. And if he hasn't given me a blessing yet, must be I don't need one. I have Jesus. How's that song we sing? Everything that I need to make me happy, I've got Jesus to show me the way. Jesus saved me, gave me life eternal. What more do I need? Somebody say amen. amen. Life must be about Jesus and not about what we have or don't have or what somebody else got that we didn't get. Life must be about Jesus and Jesus alone is enough for me. Praise God. If you truly learn how to praise, you will no longer find any room to complain. Complaining and negativity will be pushed to the background. There's a lot to complain about, but there's a whole lot more to praise about. I was on my way to hell. I'm on my way to heaven. Take this whole world. Give me Jesus. I want to quote from a phenomenal sermon that was preached in this pulpit last Sunday by my daughter, Shoshana. I listened to that sermon online. What a powerful sermon that was. If you did not hear it, it's still up on YouTube. And I quote from her sermon. She said this, You cannot truly praise God without relinquishing this occupation with self. When self becomes a way of life, the life comes apart. When praise becomes a way of life, the infinite loving God becomes the center of our being. Rather than a bankrupt and ugly and hideous self, our lives come together. We cannot praise and pout at the same time. I like that. 
In Isaiah 61, it said, God gives us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And when you find yourself complaining, recognize that it's because you're focused on this life and not that one. End of quote. Powerful sermon last Sunday. If you weren't here, that's still up on YouTube or Facebook. Listen to that sermon. And I close. I'm going to get ready to close here. John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, verse 17. The world is passing away. Along with its desires. Everything you desire in this life is going to pass away. You want riches? They're going to be gone. You want a new car? It's going to rust and rot. It's passing away. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Abides forever. Psalm 103, verse 2 through 4, I close with this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget all his benefits. Here are his benefits. He forgives all your iniquities. He heals your diseases. And I know we still get physically sick, but spiritually the disease of sin has been broken and the hope of heaven has taken its place. We're talking about spiritual problems. Who redeems your life from the pit and who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. I challenge you, the next time you feel like complaining, try to focus on all the iniquities he's forgiven you of. Try to focus on the fact that your life is redeemed from the very pit of hell, which is where you were headed. Try to focus on the fact that you are crowned with his steadfast love and his mercy. Praise the Lord, now and forever. Let's stand and clap our hands for Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.